welcome back to Bread and Butter, where we are serving up the basics for Hearthstone improvement. I am Tito. Doc is not able to be with us today, but we are joined by our friend from, I believe, what do we call it? Um, uh, I forget the name of the company we made up, but we have Electric Sheep City here today. How are you, Electric <laughs> Sheep City? Meowdy, good. I exist. How about you? Do you exist as well? I do, and it was Mike Mercenaries. That's, that's, that that's was the one we came up with. It took me a second. So, so... What have you been doing inside of Hearthstone since uh, the week, last time we talked to you, whatever you want to talk about? Yeah, um, so since last we talked, gosh, I have played a lot of Hearthstone, a lot of Twist, a lot of Wild, a lot of Standard. Um, uh, so honestly, yesterday I hit um, Legend and Wild day one with Hand Buff Paladin, which is apparently actually a real deck. Um and then, like, before that, you know, whenever Twist was still with us, <laughs> shedding a tear for this month, um, I actually grinded my way to number 24 legend in Twist. So I actually ended the season on the front page of the leaderboards, which is a personal first. And so, you know, I feel like I got that achievement. So things are all coming up sheep. What can I say? <laughs> How about you, bud? How have you been doing in Hearthstone? Oh, well, I've been doing all right. I'll tell you what, I can't wait to see Masters Tour uh, Twist. With you being at the forefront of the, uh, they're, they're expand. We're gonna hope they expand the uh, Masters Tour this year to to cover Wilding and see you in a couple of different places. But um, I have, if that specialist, I'll I'll be all for it because like I specialize in one deck and twist is pretty much what happens. <laughs> there, so I had so at the end of last month, I realized that I hadn't been playing much Wild and I only had four stars. So I said, you know what, I'm at least gonna play so I can get five stars this month, and that's what I did. I've been playing a, I think I sent you the list. I've been playing a uh, Undead Death Knight Even deck. Nice. That's also Highlander. Oh, that's spicy. And it, but it doesn't run, it runs Reno, but it doesn't run old Reno. It only runs new Reno, which mm-hmm. I think might be a mistake. But, um, no, it does pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but outside of that, uh, made legend last month um last year was the first we'll talk about this a little bit later but last year was the first month uh calendar year that i made it legend as far as i know from january to december last december was kind of a disappointment for me because despite trying hard and things were busy I, I never got there so that was one of my goals this year and and we managed to hit that so i was happy um this month i have been playing mostly good decks uh, I did play four or five decks with uh, four or five games with my rogue. I started working on a rogue. So, so listen, I started working on a rogue that was, it has the excavate package and it kind of mm-hmm. ended up with the excavate package. But the the goal was to bring back the, um, it was to bring back the weapon rogue and have like, yeah. you know, the dagger throw in some uh, mic drops, throw in some deadly poisons, and then also, you know, play with the excavate package to get some drillies or whatever like that. And that was kind of filler. And I've had middling success with it, but I, you know, playing around with it, uh, threw it through a couple different people to look at, tweaked it a little bit, having fun with it, but it wasn't that good. A week later, here's Clark Hellscream saying, hey, look at this deck I climbed up to rank blah, blah with and all that. And it wasn't my deck. It was, it was close to it. There was like two or three cards off. And I am not implying that Clark <laughs> stole my deck because I, I one I'd be honored if he did, but two I doubt that happened. I'm, I'm happy coincidence that you know uh, minds think alike. But it was just funny because I'm like I, I managed to send it to I sent the link to everybody that was working with me on the deck. I'm like, see, see, it's a real deck. <laughs> but um, outside of that, I've mostly been focused on like I said, real decks, and uh, I am playing ron mexico this week in thl uh i got lucky i won my game this week which moved me from a five seed to a four seed which meant that i didn't get to play um this guy called pocket train which i was kind of looking forward to playing this week but instead i get the ever superior ron mexico and it's been fun i've been like popping into streams scott saying hey i'm scouting you don't mind me i'm not here and all that but uh (laughs) Try so I'm trying to get a little more serious with the THL and playing better decks. Like I've brought Earthen Shaman before, which is good. And I play I mean tier two decks I go with a lot of times, but now so I'm focused this month on um Naga Priest, which we'll talk about, and also mm-hmm. Nature Shaman, which Nature Shaman is not an easy deck to play. 
It's, no. it's, it's hard. It's hard to get right. But you know what's weird? It's when you fail, you fail. Or when you don't get there, you don't get there. But when you have your turns and, and you still mess them up, it is very forgiving. It's like, oh, crap, I did that out of order. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, hold, let me, oh, I discovered another spell. Oh, that's like 12 more damage. Who cares? Let's go. And it's like I have found that I have gotten to the pop-off turns correctly, been set up for it, messed those up, and then still managed to survive. So, and that happened multiple times. So I'm like, well, all I have to do is get, get it up to that point and be right and then go from there. Sounds like you're seeing the matrix. <laughs> oh man, it is so funny. It's just like, uh, but outside of that, you know, just, I, I want to get to, I, I got to legend fairly late last month, probably the 20th or after, I think it was, bef- it might've been before Christmas or I, I don't remember. Uh, December's a blur. So I'm hoping to do it much earlier this time around. But what have you been doing outside of this wonderful game that we play? Yeah, outside, it has been a little bit of a blur for me as well. You know, it's currently January 2nd and December just went by like, whoa. So uh, my baby turned one on December 21st. Um, I'm working on my master's degree. I have a huge project at work. So like everything's just like going by me. I feel like the uh, Mr. Krabs meme where he's just kind of like disoriented looking around, like what's going on. Um, and to add, uh, I'm not going to say insult to injury, but um, my baby is going through a teething. You know, it, it happens, but right now he is uh, got five teeth coming in. Four of those are molars. So um, he and thus I, I'm not getting a whole lot of sleep. So add to that kind of disoriented what's going on feeling. <laughs> I just kind of like turn that dial up all the way to 11 because it's it's just a, a wild ride. <laughs> uh, is is your like December? I know it's you said it was a blur. Is it a little bit less blurry than mine? <laughs> well, let's look at the bright side. There is a okay. bright side to this is yes. if you're doing if if the only one tooth was coming in, even if it was a molar, you'd be going through roughly the same thing. So you are condensing what might be weeks upon weeks into a much smaller time frame. So it may be painful now, poor kid. But now instead of doing this five times, you're doing this once. There's still more teeth coming in, but it's it's definitely condensed the time. So there is a positive there, I think. Um, I'll take that silver lining. Yeah. So, um, oh, and for the record, um, besides his masters and everything else he's working on, uh, sheeps come in looking like he could be the basis for Ram Jam. So I think he's got, he's doing some gig on the side playing, playing a little something, something because he's got that, that, that nice, you know, sexy beard going on. And, and I'm, I'm pretty proud. A little, a little more unkempt than we're used to seeing uh, the sheep <laughs> on, on stream. I'm I'm working towards getting a uh, a Grateful Dead cover band going on, but you know, just need to to grow everything out a little bit more. <laughs> I love it. Um, so for me, uh, not much. We got through the holidays, and it's always like, hey, it's great for the kids, and you want to have all the Christmas things where they open up everything and you do the things. But for me, I want to get back to reality, back to some sort of normalcy, back to some sane budget. And it just deal with, you know, back to normal life. And it takes a little while, but we're back to that now. And I'm kind of happy. We still have some Christmas stuff out. Hasn't made it quite away yet. And looking forward to that. And just having, I, I like getting, th- I like Christmas, but I like getting through the Christmas season. Um, I don't know if yes. anyone else is kind of like that. Um, I've started dry January. Not all of January, because last night was the first. And I still had a couple beers left in the fridge. So I decided to start a day late. And just rock, rock a couple, a couple more beers, get them done. Now we're empty. Now we're back on the seltzer. Uh, we might even try doing a, oh, there we go. Uh, LaCroix. Um, it tastes like LaCroix tastes like somebody remembers what fruit used to taste like back in the day. And they're trying to reconstruct it from memory. It's a fond memory of coconut. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like somebody once described what cherry might taste like to me. So there you go. Um, but I might even take a weekend between January and February and, you know, have a couple, have like a six pack or something and then get back to another dry February. I might push it. We'll see. Um, outside of that, the most exciting thing was I installed a bird feeder that is outside my window. I have my office that has um, all windows. It's like, it's pretty much covered in windows. And um, of course, 
I needed to get a bird feeder because I'm sitting here at, all day at work. Why not have some birds and look at them? So I got one that is like clear and you can put it on the window and it's plexiglass. So I got that installed today. So far, no birds yet, but I'm looking forward to it and we'll see what happens. Um, outside of that, not really much works work. Everyone's coming back from vacation from work. We're getting back into it. Um, looking forward to, uh, getting on track with that. It's pretty much it. Um, so sheep, we are going to be talking about a deck today and that deck is Naga priest. Uh, there are some major decks going on right now in the meta. I would say that, uh, the shenanigans rogue, whatever you want to call it is number one and is driving people crazy. Uh, you also have the other top two, top two tier one decks are basically Druid and Druid. You got Atrian mm-hmm. Druid, which is very aggressive and fast, and you have the Dragon Druid, and that is the non Highlander one. Although there's a Highlander one that's fun to play, it's not as good as the the normal Dragon Druid. Um, but Naga Priest is still a deck that can be successful in this meta. And uh, is one that Pocket Train played at Worlds, so you know it. It's endorsed highly by maybe some high skill cap players. It's not an easy deck to play. It's not a hard deck to play, but it's not an easy deck to play either. So we're gonna give you a primer. If you're if you're looking to say, hey, what can I put out there that is not these three decks? You want to do something new? We're gonna try to give that to you. So today we're gonna talk about Naga Priest. So before we get into it. I know you tried a few games with it right before we um, started to talk. So what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on it? Early impressions. So early impressions are that I still have a lot to learn with this deck. Um, I played two games. I'm currently 0-2. Um, you know, uh, playing against Earthen Paladin. They they got Dep Aura down. What can you do when they heal up from like 2 all the way to like 20-something? Uh, I mean... What, what can you do, right? Um, I tried to keep them off board, but, you know, Earthen Paladin doing Earthen Paladin things um, whenever they get into the late game. Um, finding out how to kind of snowball my way into that fast, aggressive start um, is kind of what I learn or what I look forward to learning here today. So, Tito, let, lay it on me. How do I play the deck? All right. So... This is a tempo deck. You are looking to, you're not looking to have the game go long. You can go long. There is potential to go long, but you are not looking to go long. Your main objective is to get minions on the board, buff them, and then hit your opponent in the face. Now, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's basically the the, the best approach there. Now, we're looking at, so I'm sure there's probably variations, but we're looking at a list that has two Crimson Clergy, two Final Cakes, two Mindseers, two Miracle Salesmen, Priestess, Valish, uh, two Serpent Wigs, Shadow of the Naru, times two, two Vicious Little Spear, two Dreamboats, two Synchronizes, two Cathedrals, two Handmaidens, one Pelagos, one Pip the Potent, two School Teachers, two Thirsty Drifters, and of course, Amon Thule. Now, for your mulligan, when obviously mulligan is one of the most important things here, is you want to keep your wigs. Initially, the thought was to not necessarily keep your wigs, but your wigs are an engine that helped this deck go. You want them. Um, as with pretty much any other deck in the meta currently, you want to keep your Miracle Salesman. Um, you also want to keep Clergies and Slither Spears. Uh, there is some argument by me from anecdotal evidence um, versus Paladin and versus druid to keep things like silence and mind uh, mind uh, spikes or whatever they're called um but um the stats don't agree with that so i'm not going to suggest that but that's what i've been doing it's been successful for me but the numbers say don't so don't um in most matchups you can play clergy like so clergy is one of those cards that i think people tend to overvalue like they don't want to play it until they can get some value out of it because you want to overheal, you want to get that card draw. But if you play it out, most of the time, they're not going to deal with it on turn one. They're going to play a card, then you can maybe clear with the clergy, heal it, gets that that value trade plus healing. You also have the uh, one mana spell that the um, 
funnel cake that will heal if you can want to use that for card draw. So there's options there. Now, there are decks that can deal with it on turn one. If you have a better play, you might want to do that instead of um, the clergy against rogue or death knight. I mean, those, they have usually ways to clear you with uh, down with the ship with um, bone spike. So you if you have a better play, do that. And you kind of go with your feel on what you play first. If you have a bunch of ones, if you have spells in your hand and you have an option between a uh, salesman and a uh, slither spear, I mean, I, I like having a slither spear there because then you can drop right into it. Um, but the, once you kind of get the feel for there's only a few starts to the deck. So uh, matchup dependent, you know what to go with. Um, now, there isn't a whole lot of comeback with this deck. You are a board-based deck that does not have any kind of clears. You don't have any kind of um, swingy cards. You need to build up your board. You need to understand the removal of your opponent and play around it. You know you got that uh, clean the scene coming. You want to try to get your minions above four until it's infused. Stuff like that. Now... The more you understand what's coming, you can change how you're building your board. Maybe you need to go wide. Maybe you need to go tall. Understand, and you learn these as you play, but yeah, un the more you understand the decks you're playing against, the easier it is to survive. Now, when I say you don't have the cards for a swing turn, you can build a board out of nowhere with this deck. So that is your swing right there. You may not be able to just play a clean the scene, but you can build a board very quickly, and now it's it's going from you being bullied a little bit to you making your opponent have to deal with what you have. Uh, any questions so far, Jeep? No questions yet. Just uh, from my couple games that I've played, um, some fun interactions that I've noticed. Of course, the um, snake oil that you get from the snake oil salesman can of course be comboed with a uh, Pelagos to, you know, you're doing zero damage to your stuff, but you're playing a spell on your stuff. So it still gets the Pelagos buff. And then of course um, the uh, four mana Naga that makes a Nogaling. Those Nogalings are one mana. So you can get like a lot of really like more expensive spells, but in that body that then can combo with the serpent wig. And you can just like build a board out of nowhere that then of course gets like immediately dealt with by an equality turn from your earthen paladin opponent. Um, but <laughs> that, those were two of the really like fun plays that I, that I noticed from my very limited sample size so far. And yeah, it's fair. And I love that Palagos interaction right there. Uh, hey, uh, I like how you're just, Getting into the next thing we're about to talk about. So Pelagos is a good tempo play. Uh, I know in back in older days when we first got Pelagos, we tried to make big boards with big minions, but we're not really worried about that there. One thing that has won me lots of games with this deck so far is you play the Snake Salesman on turn one. The They play a 2-2 two -two of some kind or something that you can run that Snake Salesman into. And if you're on the coin, you coin out Pelagos run that snake salesman in, get that snake, uh, the snake oil. And now on turn two, you have a six, six and a clear board. So there's a lot of good. <laughs> it's dirty. It's not it quite happens. a four mana, seven, seven, but it is a three mana, six, six at that point. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and I'll take it. And then it can snowball real hard right there because then the next turn, if you can play a slither spear plus a wig or anything like that, or even the, um, um, funnel cakes, you can really grow that fast. And that's not going to happen that often. That's not your go-to snowball-y play, but be aware when you have those opportunities because that's that can be a, just a, a quick three-turn uh, win. Now, Pip is an interesting card. Uh, Pip, I, I've watched a few people play Pip and play this deck, and a lot of times, even on turn three, they're like, oh, I don't have time to play Pip right now. because And you would say, well, is cheap now and it's three mana and you can get a lot of value and you can, but you have to kind of really pick your time to play it. Um, one thing is you don't have to get insane value from Pip. I would say as long as you can get a duplicate of a spell that you need, like say a wig, if you have one wig and you can turn that into two wigs, uh, that right there is a win. It's a three, three body at three. So all it's a lot, I think better than it used to be. Obviously you get the buff, um, one other thing to remember is that if you get those Nogglings and those yeah. Nogglings have a spell you want 
and you pip them, you now have two of that spell you want. So that's that's very, very nice. And one of the other most uh, utilized things you can do with pip when the situation presents itself is you have these thirst, uh, thirsty drifters, and these thirsty drifters reduce their costs every time you play a one-mana spell. So if you get them down to one mana and then you pip, now you have double the amount of thirsty drifters you had. And then when you play a one mana thirsty drifter, the next one is now zero. So you have lots of opportunities there to really get a wide board if you're if you if you line up your cards correctly. But yeah, don't try to overvalue pip and also don't try to force pip. If if you play if, if you're playing against Tree and Druid and you have a handful of other things you can do and you play pip just to kind of get yourself some value you might not have time to catch up so be aware of your situation and, and try to do that um also one other thing so you have amethul in the deck right and one of the things people love to do with amethul including myself is synchronize amethul so then instead of having one amethul you have two amethuls and that's great and it's good to do that but don't do that at the expense of waiting till you have nine mana unless you know you can do that because what happens is you don't play Amethul and then you die. So Amethul is a great swing card and you can get a lot out of it um, when you time it right. It doesn't always have to be the removal too. You get the, um, what's it called? The uh, Strike from History where it removes two minions. And I think that's a lot yeah. of time when people am- play Amethul I would say like 95% of the time I've seen them play it straight from his doesn't matter what minions you have out there. They just clear those minions and, and go fate. But you have opportunities there, like against Treon Druid there, you might want to drop a uh, taunt lifesteal minion. So you can use that ability. And you also get a legendary on top of that. So this is kind of like your long game. This is not as, I would say, not as strong as a Countess. But it does have the ability to really get you there. Um, but... Don't save synchronize for that unless you have an opportunity. You can synchronize Pelagos. You can synchronize your snakes. You if if you don't have enough Naga, you have a wig, you have one Naga, you have a synchronize, you now have potential to have two Naga. And, and you can get it going from there. Another great thing is if you have a one mana or a zero mana thirsty, um uh thirsty drifter, synchronize is great from there because that becomes an instant two mana. Thirsty Drifter if you need to build up a wall. So don't be afraid to use your Synchronize. Um, one, it can get a little silly sometimes. I sent a um, screenshot of a game that I was playing into the Coin and See Discord yesterday, and m- we were back, we were going back and forth. I was playing a Death Knight, and they had, what's his butt there? Um, the Titan. Mon- um, the Primus. Oh, no. The Primus. Yeah, the Primus. And when you use the Primus's uh, ability, um, it kills the prime. It kills the person you have the the minion that you have uh, targeted. And not only does your minion gain health, the the Primus gains health, but you gain that health. And we had a game. The person I was playing also had Mon Pa down, and we were going back and forth, um, copying the Primus's somehow. And they ended up with like a hundred and I think fifty nine. It was one hundred forty nine or one hundred fifty nine health. It was a it was an odd number. It was weird. Um, I was up around like eighty at one point. It, it was a dumb game, but it was stupid fun. And uh, you can do a lot of stupid fun with synchronize. So don't be don't forget that you can also synchronize your opponent's minions because that's also important. Um, the runes decided both your and their fate in that one. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, one other thing to remember is you're going to see some... You you have to be prepared for things like Dragon Druid. Dragon Druid loves to put a wall of dragons in front of you instantly, much like uh, the old Druid spell that used to drop. What was, it? What was that Druid spell, Mr. Wild? Oh, it's the was five and it's now six mana spreading plague. Spreading plague, yes. Um, so what's the best way to get through a wall of taunts in this deck? Silence them. And you have oh, yeah. two silences. And if, if, so if you know you're playing Dragon Druid, I like to try to, um, once I have a shard, I, I, I don't necessarily trade it when I know they're coming up on their big turn because you build up a board. They say, ha, here's my wall. And you say, ha, 
Who cares? And you go right through it and you kill them. So keep in mind the decks you are playing and when you want to keep those those cards. Um, so this game can go long, it's, but it's a fast, aggressive deck. And once you get the hang of it, um, it's solid in the meta. Um, it, it, it can definitely... If it's not a tier one deck, it's probably more of a tier two deck, but it definitely will get you the wins once you learn. How, you have to spend some time learning how to play this deck. So, um, cheap. Any other final thoughts on this before we move on to the next topic? I just can't wait to get more reps with it. It's uh, the couple games that I played were fun. However much they didn't end up in my favor, and now with some helpful tips, maybe I can turn those into some wins. Fantastic. So today is i believe the second yes today is january 2nd 2024 and when we get to the new year we usually think about things like resolutions so we thought we'd talk a little bit about uh resolutions today not that you need to have them if you don't feel like you're in the place for them you can have a resolution at any time of year or you can just say surviving is enough for me or i don't need to change anything everything is valid but it still is a good time to find resolutions and goals that you can encourage your friends with and in your family and everything and, and be supportive. So, um, sheep, how did you do on your goals or your resolutions from 2023? Uh, so since, you know, this time last year, I was actually still in the NICU with my little mans, uh, during new year. So I didn't really set any hearthstone goals then. Um, you know, I hit legend every month in standard and wild and, Every time Twist was a format, and a couple times in Classic before then. Um, you know, so so the, that was kind of like the achievement unlocked there. Um, and then a goal that I've pretty much consistently had during New Year's resolutions is to improve on my deck building. Um, and I feel like I kind of turned the, the corner there quite a bit. You know, I, my hand buff paladin became like a straight up meta deck for Twist that last year. That, that was like that validation that that uh kind of a cherry on top that success story of that kind of resolution that while i didn't solidify it for for last year um definitely is an ongoing uh something i'm working on and continuing to improve and starting to see that bear fruit so feels pretty great there as well tito how were your resolutions from 2023 you know, that is a great question that I thought you would ask. My resolutions were pretty simple. I wanted to just get better in general at Hearthstone. I wanted to... My, my main goal was to make it into Legend early and also make it so that way hitting Legend wasn't something that I was stressed about. It was something that happened in the natural... Uh, just the natural swing of things. And I'm not quite there yet. Uh, I did hit Legend all 12 months, which is new for me, um, like we talked about before. Um, some months were easy. Some months I was there day four, some or day three, day two. I think I've even made it day two. Other months were a bit more of a struggle. Um, but overall, I think I'm a much better Hearthstone player than I was last year. Part of it has to do with, I don't know, maybe having a podcast that's focused on getting better at Hearthstone. Um, hmm. Might be a side effect of that. <laughs> but outside of that, um, I mean, those are my basic goals is it was just to try to become more of a legend player than I was. And I feel like, so they, 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 the thought we've talked about in the past. And I think we talked about this when we had hat on and a few other things is, uh, once you get to legend, then the next kind of phase that you want to get to is become an 11 star player. And there's a difference between getting 11 stars and being an 11 star player, right? I've gotten 11 stars. Once I had a sick month. It was great. Um, people always say, yeah, but once you're 11 stars and you play your, your climb is tougher. No, it's not. It's so much nicer when you can have it's really not. Win streaks. <laughs> it's really not when you have these win streaks and when like, it's so much more forgiving. Yeah. Maybe you'll play some tougher, tougher competition, but you're also tougher competition. And it then it's so much easier and I want it. I miss it. I, 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 I touch paradise once and I would like to get back there, but the goal isn't to just get to. 11 stars the goal again just like hitting legend and making legend part of your process is to just be a player that you know you play and you get there a good example of this would be i would say world eight who's really stepped up his game this yeah. year not only has he become a top 100 player consistently he's also become one of the more noted deck builders in the uh 
Hearthstone scene right now, I would say. Uh, so that's kind of the path I would like to see myself go on. Um, so those those are our goals from last year. So let's let's go to short term goals. Let's, let's let's break this down to short term goals and long term goals for the next year. And I know it's resolutions, but I think it's better to be goal oriented than than you know uh, results oriented. So, uh, what are your short term goals for this year? Yeah. So, short term goals are to do the best that I can in THL playoffs. My team has already made the playoffs in wild. Um, I think we're still in the hunt in legacy. Those are the two that I, that I play in. Um, and so, you know, just do the best that I can, whether it's, you know, like you said, let's not look at results oriented. Let's just work on what we can control. And that's to do my best both in prep and in execution. That's my short-term goal. That's also my short-term goal. I mean, not quite the same, but I'm also in THL. And if you're not in THL, uh, we had a episode that we talked all about THL with the wonderful Ron Nexco, who happens to be my opponent this week. As we mentioned, I didn't, I have not mispronounced his name once today, which is great. Um, but proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, and that's going to be an ongoing joke, I think for the entirety of the bread and butter run. Uh But, um, so I just want to be better in THL. And so my first season, I was four and four and I play in the pro league. I play, like I said, I play in a league where you have, uh, Ron Mexico, you have pocket train, you make banner face, you have dread eye all on the same team, break that team up. Gosh, darn it. Um, actually from talking to Ron, <laughs> this might be, cap. yeah, this might be the last year of that team. I don't know. We'll see, but like they definitely, um, are dominating. Um, but my first year I was four and four and that was after starting off, I think one and three and then i kind of went off on a little run there last year i think i was one in eight or one in seven and i didn't get my first win until the last week of the season which felt bad this week this year i'm like one in three and i played really good i've I've played some good games against good people that are better than me and i I, for a while i was taking i've taken a lot of people to five games and if you get there you can you can get more so that's kind of my goal there is I want to not only have a better record and do better for my team, but also I want to beat some people that it would be, you know, not, not, not that you know, a little ego there. Like, Hey, I beat, I, I beat, um, Bob the builder or whatever, you know, some, uh, I don't want to name any real people, but like I beat this person in THL. I have a little feather in your cap and a little something and, and feel like, Hey, I belong because, um, I'm, I'm in a league and I'm punching way above my weight here. I'm, I'm, I'm like the little guy and I'm facing Mike Tyson and it's, it's challenging, but it's fun. So how about longer term goal sheep? What are, what are your plans for like, say the year? Where do you want to be when we have you on a year from now? So this is probably a different approach than most people take. And that is to have a little bit more game life balance. Um, I sometimes kind of know life, the game, and it's not necessarily super healthy. Um, so, you know, having a little bit more of a balance, that doesn't mean not playing. Obviously it doesn't mean not engaging with the game. Obviously it's just instead of no lifing it, um, you know, hanging out and playing that on the couch and not like, you know, blinders on like don't 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 talk to me right now i'm playing hearthstone so having a little bit more of that healthy relationship with the game so like i said probably a little different of an approach than might be thinking but um i think that's kind of the way to more sustained engagement and sustained success and it is to not just burn yourself out how about yourself tito i want to focus and i've talked about this several times is i want to focus more on each game as the game and it's really easy to be like well like so last month i hit diamond uh diamond one three stars and then i got back down to d5 and i got back up to d2 and back down to d4 and it's really easy to get caught up in that and the more you can just focus on each game at a time which is again hard to do harder than you would think it'd do but that's i I really just want to get to a place where i don't care like let's just worry about where we are right now and then take a little subset, like how have we done recently and with this deck and do we want to make changes? But each each match, focus on it by itself. Um, I also want to, as I said, I want to improve, but I don't want to say I want to be rank 5,000 or rank 3,000 or rank 1,000. 
Obviously, I like to get to 11 stars, but that's not necessarily an obtainable goal by just saying I want to get to 11 stars because what what does that mean? You know, that, that that's right. That's kind of how do you measure that? I mean, obviously, you measure it if you got there, or you didn't. But that's not really a, a way to like, how did I do these three months? I didn't get there. But did I improve? Did I not improve? So I'm going to try to um, every month I want to have a lower legend number than I did the previous month. So if I was, even if I get 10,000, if I'm 9,999 the next month, success, you know, and not that I won't try a little harder and all that, but, um, I'd like to do that for at least 10 out of the 12 months. So allowing for that month where, um, I'm babysitting my grandson that has teething or whatever, just kidding. Um, but you know, <laughs> shots fired. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's a solid goal. Uh, I've been streaming a lot. I streamed way more than I should have. Uh, maybe stream. Maybe I'll stream. Maybe I have to stream a little bit less and focus on game playing more because you definitely aren't as good of a player when you're streaming as when you are. But I love. I love sitting there talking Hearthstone with people. Uh, I, I I can't help it. Um, but sheep, you said you were um, not going to know life it anymore. But when it's day two of the month, um, what are your ranks in um, Hearthstone right now? So I think I'm like rank 300 something legend in wild, which I hit yesterday. Um, and twist says that I'm like rank 21, even though it's, it's off because of the background MMR stuff. But if you look at your user thing, it's, it still shows that I am, however, only like bronze nine in standard, but I was just hanging out, you know, a lot of those games were on my phone, you know, learning a new deck, just having fun. So while the results show that I was no lifing it, uh, the, the, I was doing it by hanging out on the couch with the family. No, so you're looking at it all the wrong way. You front loaded your way to legend. So there maybe we go. You, you took a few hours. Now it's casual for the rest of the month. That's all I'm saying. It's true. I, all I have to do is focus on THL. I don't have to worry about climbing the ladder at all. I like the way you think, Tito. I like there you the go. way you think. Yeah, my wife would disagree with you. Um, so <laughs> let's go ahead. And so our, our, our final section is, um, since Doc isn't here to tell us what his resolutions are, maybe he'll tell us next week, um, we thought we'd go through each class, each Hearthstone hero, and we will give them our own guesses on what their goals or resolutions would be for the following year. So um, we'll just go through each hero and go through it. So sheep, what do you think Jaina's goal for next year will be for 2024? I think that Jaina really wants to focus on kind of being a little bit warmer. You know, she wants to, to warm that, that freeze mage up, you know, maybe get into some cozy mittens, you know, maybe take a knitting in order to get there. But, but yeah, just warm that freeze mage up. Fair enough. Um, I'm, I'm going to go a different route. I think we'll have a, I think this will be a theme in these, <laughs> but um, I, I'd like to see the return of big spell mage with um, the following year, because we have some decent big spells and we have Millhouse, which is just asking for some big spell synergy right now. It's not there. I want to see that come together and I want to see big spell mage become a thing again. Maybe, I mean, maybe, you know, I don't want barbaric sorcerers back or anything like that, but I'd like to see something happen. So what about Thrall? What do you think Thrall wants to um, have a uh, resolution for next year? Yeah, I think that Thrall wants to kind of be a little more consistent. He seems to either be on the top of the world, you know, the, the top of the HS replay charts or the bottom. I think he wants to be, you know, a little more consistent, you know, maybe peeking up at the top. But then whenever he's, you know, facing his downtime, maybe like, you know, three or four I think he kind of wants to focus on his consistency. Um, what do you think Thrall's trying to achieve in 2024? Well, on, on, before I get to that, on your, the what you're saying that there are several classes that are like that, right? There's the shaman, yeah, priest. I would say warrior. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, especially lately. <laughs> yep, yeah, and I would say also I think demon hunter has kind of found its way into that mix. Is he so, good so or maybe not? I'll pivot. Maybe I'll pivot and, and say that Thrall wants to evolve. <laughs> Ooh, I like like it. I like it. Um, 
So for me, I look at it, and there's there's four four solid different ways to play right now. You can play Elemental, which you know isn't tearing up the meta, but it's still you know a thing you can do. It's a solid deck. Um, Totem, which is still a really solid deck that nobody wants to play because they've been playing it forever. Even though going into this the year of the wolf, people were like, "Oh, Totem Shaman! I can't wait to play Totem Shaman." They got what they wanted. They finally got a really good Totem Shaman. Everyone's like, "Eh." You have Nature Shaman, which is a very challenging deck. And you also have Highlander, which has kind of been taken down a peg now that they've taken the nine of the staff of nine frogs. It's still and, um, so good, though. It is still so good. Um, but they so you have all these different ways to play. But I would most of these have been around for a while, right? With the exception of the Highlander. Um, Nature's been around for a while. Totem's been around for a while. The elemental, eh, that's kind of new. Again, not really playing. So I would like to see uh, Thrall bring in some new, maybe more complex things because everything seems to be either tribal, even like the spell based is like the nature spell tribe. So um, outside of Highlander, everything seems to be grouped up together. So I like to see something new, maybe some kind of com- like Habu Gabu Shaman was my jam. Like it had everything. It, it was like the kitchen sink. It didn't matter. It was like you know, just pull out that toolbox, pull out that Swiss Army knife. We got it all, and and I love that deck so much. So I, I'd like to see not necessarily that deck come back, but I'd like to see something along those lines where it's it's unpredictable. It has answers for things. It has strengths, and and I don't know. I like to see that. Um, how about Gul'dan or Gul'dan, depending on who you talk to? Um, I don't think anyone says Gul'dan. I just said it like that by a mistake. Um. What do you think he's looking forward to um, in 2024? How can he um, find these resolutions? What resolutions does he have? Yeah, I think that Gul'dan is really trying to be able to like contact Jaraxxus, Eridor, Lord of the Burning Legion. You know, be it through a phone number, email address, smoke screens. Some way that he can do a void call or two, you know, he just really wants to to contact that Jaraxxus. Yeah, <laughs> like he's directing traffic at the airport. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's called semaphore or, or, or semaphores, but that's also like a programming thing. So I don't know. Um, now, how often do you see I, I, I see Jaraxxus played? It's just not very often. And every time I see it, it's like, oh, Jaraxxus. So <laughs> I'm always excited when I see it, but it, it always just seems to work the best with Gul'dan. Just, just going to say, throw that out there. Fair enough. Um, so I'm looking at it as I, I believe Warlock is losing curses. That is going away. And I also think that Thad is going to be nerfed before it goes away because I, I think there's just too much out there. And they try to nerf, just like, like Bram, they try to nerf around it. And then eventually they have to deal with the, the real problem, which is bad. And they changed it once. And maybe if they change it to be spells can't course more than one or, or have to be no less than one, maybe that solves that issue. But um, they need to change that. But what I would like for Gul'dan's goal is to find a way to win that people don't hate it when it happens. Because that seems to be a thing with Warlock, right? It's either when, when Warlock's winning... It's like with Ticketus or it's with uh, Curses or it's with, you know, some obscene uh, OTK with Thaddeus or something like that. And people no, you never much like Druid. You're never happy when you lose to a, a, a Warlock because it's always something that feels bad. So I like them to have kind of a, a deck where you're like, OK, I lost. Moving on to the next game. You're not like that stupid Gul'dan. So, um that's what I like to see. Uh, just a, a a more even deck that you don't hate. That sounds like a great goal, Dan. Oh, welcome to Squelch, everybody. My name is Dano. No, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so how about Illy Dilly? Illidan. What, what do you think yeah, his so goals are? Illidan's been on the hunt for a demon for a while. And, you know, I think... I think 2024 is here. I think he's going to finally catch one. Okay. He's, he's, he's going to get there. He's going to get there. I'm calling it right now. I'm calling Illidan's shot. He's going to catch that demon. I just have, what do you think? I just have an image now of him, um, Illidan as wild E coyote. (laughs) See, in my mind, he was like 
part of the the Scooby-Doo squad, like <laughs> with um the the two-headed dog uh demon hunter like portrait <laughs> as Scooby-Doo just like chasing down demons and every time he finds one, oh no, that wasn't a demon, that was just Jaina in a, <laughs> a oh. costume. I thought you meant more like when they're running back and forth in the hallways and, and it's like that's that, uh, that's part of the pursuit. That's the hunt. Okay. <laughs> a little Benny Hill music. We're good. Um, and I don't think anybody that I just mentioned that to um, probably knows who Benny Hill is. So what I would like yeah, to see sex. Don't talk back. Um, so what I would like to see for Illidan for this year is you remember when he first came out when he was giga busted. We don't want that. Oh yeah. We don't want that. But right now they're the worst class out there and and they've tried. We, we need to get back to basics. We need to get fast. We need to hit people in the face. We have, we've had, yeah. we've had Naga spell, um, you know, Naga spell, Naga spell, Naga spell. Uh, I'd rather just get a weapon, get some buffs, you know, hit them, hit them, hit them. They've tried uh big demon, which has been fun. They have the relics, which has been fun. They've had tokens, which I know they've tried to push and has been fun at times and good at times. You've had Outcast, which is, you know, Has okay. It's eh, had, <laughs> had a moment or two. Outcast, Maybe. however, has been great. <laughs> there was one token deck that was doing a little... I, I Maybe not in the Year of the Wolf, but I'm, I'm pretty sure there was one good token deck that they had for a while. Um, with, the, with the performers that would run into things and then it would buff something and you would hit them to the face. You know what I'm talking about? I always about? thought of that more as a bit of a, a combo deck because it was that plus the two mana one that makes your hero power one cheaper, which makes it zero, and then you can do all that. So it was kind of a combo. It used tokens to get the combo off, but but it wasn't kind of centered around tokens. But yeah, so there's been a lot of fun things. <laughs> I've I like I, I enjoyed Relic Demon Hunter. I think that was a lot of fun. But I think it's time yeah. to just get back to what Demon Hunter is and Hit him in the face, making him dead. Just not as good as when it first released. Um, how about Arthas? And by Arthas, I mean evil Arthas, not good Arthas. <sighs> and the most evil of Arthas uh, strategies is to buff that hand. You know, I I love hand buff and wild. I I loved hand buff and and twist. And you know what? I want to see hand buff. I want to see it in standard too. So. Please buff that hand, get stronger so that you can like take down whatever Arthas did in the lore. I don't know. I'm I'm not good with lore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Goliath. <laughs> oh, he he he's fine. He'll 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 correct you next time he talks to you, which will probably be right after he listens to this. Um This is the way. <laughs> so I would like to see uh Death Knight get away from blood. And that's because even when blood's not good, you see blood and you, you immediately have that reaction of, oh, here we go. Come on. And every time they play a patchwork, you're like, come on. And even if their deck is like a 40% win rate and they play the soul stealer, you're like, come on. And they play blood boiling. You're like, come on. And, and, and everything. So it's just like, I want to see blood gone. It's like one of those decks that you, blood is like, that uncle at your holiday party that just lingers and doesn't know when to go home. You're not good anymore. Just go home. I don't want to see <laughs> you anymore. Um, and outside of that, I want to see team five, let rainbow become something. It feels like mm -hmm. there are certain archetypes that they sometimes, you know, they just let them out the box and, and they're good. And they, they, that's too good. Let's rain them back in. And there are some archetypes where they just don't, seem like they want to let, let off the leash because they're afraid it's going to be really good. So I want to see them let Rainbow off the leash. And if you have to bring it back, bring it back, but let it breathe. We need that climatic explosion. We need it. And, and you know, just, just going to throw this out there. We've got some pretty strong, like, blood and unholy, like, hand buffy things. Let's throw in one with the frost, too. Like, come on. We can make, like hand buff rainbow DK could be really cool. <laughs> I agree. So I'm kind of hoping that we bring rainbow. Um, a and I know that the whole thing is they want to have the runes out there, but they've, they've started to push multi runes. They've opened the door for it. Let's see it happen. 
So how about Garage? What do you think Garage wants um, for a resolution this year? Yeah, he wants to eat healthier. Okay. Yeah, I can I can feel mm-hmm. that. Um, I like to see them make Black Rock and Roll good somehow. Um, because every time every time there's a new patch, you always think, oh, Black and Rock and Roll's good now. You play a deck that plays a Blastoid that clears your your entire uh board and and you lose to a couple warriors playing playing that deck but then they become so easy to get under and everything that they fade away um five mana do nothing is really hard to maybe put a body on it maybe make black rock and roll a a minion like uh the drum i don't know but like i want to see them make that card work at least enough where it's like something tier two because it's it's so much fun when you get those like 56 56 Minions that you drop out there and you like deal with that and then they do and you're like, oh, okay, never mind. I want to see that happen. I, I think maybe one way they could do it. it this this idea is very much um, inspired by your like, give it a body. Even better, have some minion that casts a spell from your hand that makes the next spell you play cost zero that way you're developing tempo without necessarily changing black rock and roll itself but having that synergy you know you can draw it with the steam cleaner you know stuff like that it's just some ideas like i, I think it, it's possible without changing black rock and roll itself what if black rock and roll worked as normal but also buff the minions in your hand does that change it maybe I think so, because then it would definitely be like better than Lorthamar Theron in that, you know, you can actually start playing things. If it's seven mana turn, you can play the five mana and then the two mana one also is buffed. And yeah, I, I think that makes it a lot better. All right. Well, we won't see that, but let's hope they get there. Um, we have a whole <laughs> nother year of Black and Rock, Rock and Roll Warriors. So we're going to see multiple attempts at people to make it good. I just hope one time it is not too good. Again, every time I say these things, I don't want th- I don't want them to be oppressive. I don't want people to hate it. I just want it to do a place where people like to play it. Um, yeah. How about Guff? What, what's Guff's resolution? Uh, Guff, I, I think it's his resolution every single year. He just wants to become one with nature. Just enjoy nature, go on more hikes, spend more time outside, commune with the forest, peaceful glorious guff there i like it um every time i beat guff he says i don't like you um or something along those <gasps> lines so i think he needs a little um you know maybe a little what bit of meditation you well you know what did you do to guff the well, beautiful boy <laughs> in, in wild lately i've just been kind of running him over he ramps i kill him it's great um haha <laughs> But currently, right now, Druid has two top decks, right? They have Tree and Druid, they have Dragon Druid, and they have a B deck and Highlander Druid. Um, and much like Warlock, when Druid is good, is usually something that people hate about it. 20 mana crystals. Um, ramping to 9 when you have 3 mana. Um, so I'd like to see um, them give people something that isn't mana cheater tokens. Like, I'd like to see some other win condition. And, and I, yeah, we have Druid, but Druid, I mean, we have Dragons, but Dragons also involve Mana Cheat, and, and mm-hmm. it's, it is different, but I'd like to see something that's not that, and it's it gets away from the Mana Cheat, and it finds a way to... Again, this is much like the Warlock, is I want to have Druid beat me, and I not feel like I hate that class so much. Um, I, I, I want to get away from that, so... Um, how about Rexar? Yeah, Rexar is always looking to adopt new pets. You know, find all the best beasts, tame them. You know, hang out with with the with the puppers. So Rexar wants to adopt a new pet. I I saw a story over Christmas that had uh one shelter that has in its entire existence uh, always been full. It finally got down to zero on like Christmas Day. It had no pets that were there. And there was a little note saying um, between the, the publishing of this article, a stray cat was found and whatever. But they had cleared it out. <laughs> and I thought that was really cool. Um, 
I asked a hunter es- expert, uh, so I went to Sidisi. I said, uh, what, what do you think Rexile would want? And he said more smork. And I, I, I absolutely agree. And I couldn't really think of anything like more beasts. Like we, we've had beasts. We have cleave beasts. We have, I, I, I would like to, okay. I would like to see, um, the tiny devil sword or whatever it's called. The, the eight, the one that you play it, it has rush it. When you attack with it, it draws a minion and it gains that minion's health. It's got the little dinosaur with the fiddle, whatever it is. Um, Oh, banjo sword, yeah. Banjo sword, yeah. I want to see. I want to see some deck that actually is good with banjo sword. How about that? Um, how about Valera? I know I skipped one. See Valera, she wants to live more in the moment. You know, right now Valera is all about you know planning for big pop off turns. You know, playing the one mana one three into the like illusionist that then gives you like the the diggy diggy hole and just all that stuff. Valera wants to live more in the moment and not do as, as many kind of like miracle type stuff. We, we want to see some like pirates. We want to see some smork action. Um, living more in the moment would be rather nice rather than just always planning for the future. They gave us pirates and they just didn't um, pan out too well. Uh, last time <laughs> they sure did in wild though. <laughs> they sure did. And, and they've tried and to your, to what you're saying, they've tried to give, rogue something like that and they did they gave it mech rogue and everyone's like ah mech rogue's not rogue and it ended up being really good it's still really good um even though i feel like when they've put in thunderbringer and neptalon and whatever in there i feel like krapatoa i feel like that kind of takes away from the spirit of the deck the heart of the cards as they say um i don't feel like and it's still called like mech rogue or a big rogue but I like I like the more pure version of Mech Rogue where, you know, you just kind of hide your minions, build them big and go face. Um, oh, yeah. But, but I agree with you. Like, I think that um, I'd like to see more decks that aren't bouncing things. And I'd also like to see less nonsense Rogue. So people call it um, Thief Rogue, but it's, it's not. Priest is a thief. Like, Thief Priest is like, hey, I'm taking all your stuff, beating you over the head with it. Hey, bet you wish you had that card. Too bad. I got it. Um but rogue isn't thief rogue. It's nonsense. It's just like, hey, guess what? I just played a thing. Do you know what I have? You can't even guess because who knows? It could be any class, any spell, any any minion. Who knows? I don't know. It just played Exodia. It's not even the right game. Doesn't matter. <laughs> nonsense, rogue. Right? Like, where, where did where did that Bulbasaur come from? Um. So <laughs> so I would like to see less. I mean, we're we're not going to see because we have support for it now. But I like to see them get away from the nonsense and i i know everyone loves shadow step i know shadow step is what makes the world go round but i would like and i play rogues and i play shadow steps because it's good but i would like to see shadow step either go to one mana or maybe not reduce the cost of the the minion it brings up or how about just go away for a year or two and find its way stay in wild do something else. Let, let, let's have some fun and, and create a new identity. And, and we've got breakdance. So like the, the replacement is there to help bridge the gap. Just saying. True story. Somebody was in my chat the other day and said, when I was doing the rogue that I was telling you about and said, um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but maybe, um, uh, what's it? May, uh, bounce, uh, bounce around with Corona could be, a, could work in here. <laughs> Only time will tell. Yeah, it didn't work, but um, <laughs> at least you tried. Oh yeah, and when you play in rogue, by the way, if you are playing that Naga priest, um, I also like to have the silence for those drillies, and especially for the yes, um, especially for the uh, kobolds there, um, the ones that draw a drilly. So um, keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. That's a little aside. That's a little extra tip. Um, how about Uther? What what is what is the light need for? Um, this 2024 what what are their goals and resolutions uther wants to get all of the jokes because right now uther doesn't get it but hopefully soon uther gets it uther was great in those commercials the live action commercials when they were in the office they were so incredible (laughs) yeah Yeah. um remember when hearthstone had a budget um too soon sorry um i'd like to see and so 
a while ago uh, on Blizzlet, they were talking about this a couple years ago that the tokens should be male and female. So I took it upon myself and I messaged Matt London at the time and I said, hey, well, how about we make these tokens male and female? And I, I think I'm pretty sure I tagged Blizzle in it and gave him credit. And he was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. And I think it got talked about. And I've heard, I've read somewhere, I don't have any confirmation that um, some data mining has shown some of these um, assets to be there somewhere. So maybe that's something that's going to come in the 10th anniversary set or whatever is coming next or year of the unicorn or whatever it is. So um, maybe I, I like to just see more representation there, men, women, um, maybe even, you know, um, non-binary, whatever they can do. Just soldiers are soldiers. Put them out there. Um, we already talked about Valera. How about Taronde? Yeah, I think Taronda really wants to embrace her shadier side. So, you know, Shadow Priest, you know, we already talked about Thief Priest, you know, that's pretty shady, too. So uh, Taronda, she's just been so pure these, these past few years. She really wants to finally let loose and embrace that shadier side. That's fair. And actually, the, the shadier side has been a lot of fun. Um, that It has. <laughs> play, playing Purple Priest was was. Uh, obviously my jam last year I, I i probably have played more purple priest than any other deck in the history of hearthstone uh, it was fun it was good and it was nuanced i mean it seemed like a simple deck and it was fairly simple but there was also a lot of decision making there and um i enjoyed it <coughs> excuse me um so this isn't really original for me because this is much like blood decay but it doesn't matter how bad control priest is you hate to see it um i really do yeah and it's just like oh clean the scene oh good I i've gotten through all the removals i'm feeling pretty good except for that cannibalize and my 32 32 minion um you know it's just one of those things where it's just like even if they can even if they're not good they just suck to play against and it just it takes a long time i don't like conceding even if it's matchup like people say oh concede, move on to the next one i don't have that in me i don't like I will concede when the game is lost, but if there's a glimmer of hope, I usually try to to, to seek it out. Um, and that's on me more than anybody else. But I also don't want the control priest players to be unhappy. Like I want them to find a way that can satisfy control priests, but not be just as obnoxious as control priests is currently. So, and while you're staying in the game. That is exactly what what the control priest wants. They they just like those long grindy games, which is exactly why whenever I can tell I've lo lost, you know, 10, 20 turns down the road, I I bought them right. I I, I just concede. Sure. <laughs> That's the ladder grinder in me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I I am more conceited than I used to be, but at the same point, it's just like, well, no, I still have this card of my deck, and if I could do that. It, I become more of a realist and I look at my deck and I look what's still left there. And I'm like, is there an answer there? Potentially. Okay. If I look and I say, yeah, I, I have yeah, two, yeah. I have two shadow steps left on my deck. Then I'll bottom right. But if I'm like, Oh, I got aim the left. Well, we'll see what happens. I still have the countess left. We'll see what happens. Uh, we just got to get that. Agree. Um, for sure. So we went through particular, we went through every class. Um, were there any, um, different, versions of the classes that you wanted to do a resolution for like maybe a, a i don't know malfurion or somebody like that um gosh dame hazelbark really just wants to um look after all of her grandchildren so um treant druid being you know kind of ubiquitous right now she's she's loving caring after all of her little saplings and seedlings and, and treants and She's she's just living her best life. So continuing the the treant terror is is Dame Hazel Bark's twenty twenty four resolution. Uh, see, I would think you were. I thought you were going to go the complete opposite there because her like while treant druid is good, her her little grandchildren and whatever sprouts and whatever are getting slaughtered left and right. I mean, it's just a wood bath. You shouldn't wake the trees, child. Ah. Uh. Ooh, I'm a tree. Um, how about Cadgar? What do you think Cadgar would? Ha what resolution do you think Cadgar would have? 
Um, just just to double up as much as he can. You know, he wants to double down, double up, double everything. <laughs> That's Catgar. All right. Listener, you hear us talk about this every week. If you listen to us every week, if this is your first time, this is the first time you're hearing about it. Uh, give us a five-star review. It helps other people find the show. As long as you think we're five stars, if you don't think we're five stars, and you know, give it to us anyway, and we'll say thank you. And um, we'll, we'll make a mental note that they gave us a five star, but you really thought we were a three star. It's fine. Um, but, you know, it's we've, we've seen some new viewers and, and our listeners, as I should say. And it's, it's just great. We put in work here to um, try to bring you something different than the other Hearthstone podcasts you listen to. Uh, because you don't want to listen to the same thing every yeah, here's two hours of the same show each time. So we try to bring you something different and hope you like it. I hope we help you get better at the game and we'd love to hear from you. If there's a topic you'd like us to focus on, we'll gladly take a look at it. So yeah, that's it. Um, Sheep, where can people find you on the social media? Yeah, you can find me around the internet at Electric Sheep City at places where that fits, like Blue Sky, and at eSheep City at places where that does not fit, like Twitter and Battle.net. And he's more than likely going to answer you at all times in day and night because he's going to be awake because he has a sleeping baby. <laughs> the, the response may have varying degrees of, like coherence uh depending but yeah <laughs> um and you can find me at tito santana hs on twitter and twitch sheep you have anybody you'd like to shout out this week yeah i'd like to to shout out um let's see uh probably gonna have to go with uh hydralisk my uh co-host over at born to be wild um our our other co-hosts over at squelch um you for having me on and for rescheduling uh to to befit my schedule so i really do appreciate you as well and you know hat and nick over at the the hearthstone team um absolutely i love those guys as well so spreading love out in, into the into the universe and and look forward to uh receiving a little bit of that in return <laughs> how about you tito um I would definitely like to shout out um, Master Store Champion 2024. That's not a um, a future guess on who it might be. That's actually the person's name. They'll be on the show soon, but um, they're a really good Hearthstone player and pilot who both helped me um, take a look at the deck guide I created as far as Naga Priest. I wanted to give you what, make sure I, I gave you accurate information and not just how I thought things were. So I figured I'd ask better players than me and they pretty much agreed with what I put out there. A couple tips. So thank you them. But anyway, guys, um, I think that's it. I think we're toast. We'll see ya. The the tip of the cap is going to translate well to the audio medium. <laughs> Slide two brothers meet one another when they slide up to the mic. It's bread and butter with one another. Let's start up that recording light. <laughs> <laughs>